All righty, folks. We are here and we are live for episode 79 of Yawa. Thank you for everybody that has made it through a couple of these. I don't know. If not all of them. If not all of them. I know there's some folks that have probably at least picked them up after the fact if we weren't there for all of them live. Um, But what we wanted to say this evening is uh, we'll start off just like we normally do. Let's hear some check-ins, folks. I saw a pretty large number of people... uh, Waiting. Hanging out, waiting. Yeah, absolutely. And, ah, we got a why. Obviously, our thumbnail uh, pulled some some questions. That was kind of the goal with that. The other side, heck, I got emails. It says, so, uh, since you guys are shutting down your YouTube channel... (laughs) Um, uh, who should, who do you recommend that we go and and watch? We'll get into that here in just a minute. We'll um, leave you on Tinder hooks just a little bit longer. Done with what? We've got Kelly says, howdy. It's been a minute. One and a half year old GSP Jackson. Humans, Kelly and Mac in North Jersey checking in. Hopefully that means more things to come. The next chapter. Yee. Guys, enjoyed Yawas. Thank you. Hey, yeah, from Vars, Ontario. Hey, Scott. Jeff with Gunner, the Brittany, and family checking in from North Carolina. Perfect. Hey, Melanie and yeah, Duncan. Mel- Melanie and Duncan, absolutely. We've got uh, a Yawa question. So, folks, we will make uh, plenty of time for answering questions today. Definitely do your best to hold those <laughs> so they don't get buried kind of up top here. Checking in from South Carolina. Ooh, an NA test Sunday. Good luck. Ooh, is it warm enough to do that? I guess you're in South Carolina. Is the cold? See, we're getting a little bit of a cold snap here tonight. Potentially snow. I think like 80%. I don't think it's potentially anymore. It's just how it's much happening. snow are we getting? Yeah. Uh, we've got Alberta, Canada. Howdy from Indiana, Pennsylvania, Utah, Oregon. Whoop. It does that sometimes. It does do that sometimes. Missoula, Montana, Wisconsin. Auburn, yep. Idaho. Hit record. Bingo, bango. Thank you very much. Billings, Montana, Utah, California, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, California, Oklahoma, Argentina, Idaho. Wait, Argentina? Heck yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Shoot some dubs for me, big guy. Um, Georgia, Colorado. Oh, from Par- Parachute, Colorado, Ontario. Edmonton, Canada, representing the the a lot of Canadian people tuning in tonight. The Canadian people, can Canada people? Canadian people. It's not Canadian geese. It's a Canada goose. Or I don't know <clears throat> we're not relating you to geese, by the way. Just well, American buffalo. I mean, it's a thing. Bison. Sure. Uh man, happiness. Not sure. Is that like man a play on man Manhattan? I don't know. Utah, don't leave Ohio. There's a lot oh of people. Goodness. Holy Utah, Ohio, moly. Dallas, Colorado, Obsibo, Ob- San Luis Ob- Obis- Obispo. I'm sorry, totally butchered that. California, uh, New Jersey, Mexico City, fantastic. Washington, Florida, Florida, Texas. Texas. College Station, Texas. Yeah. Virginia, Wisconsin. Oh, hi, Brian and Benny. 
Hey, Laredo, Texas. I love it. Wisconsin. And Clover's family from oh, Wisconsin. We got Hi, guys. 70 degrees. Must be nice. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Must be nice. That's what they always say, right? Um, Last week's a bird season. Briscoe, Texas. Maybe that's what's come to an end. Is that what your guess is? Uh, Southern California. We got another California. 70s today. Must be somebody else out there, Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. South Carolina area. Maryland, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. More Canada, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, Montenegro. Montenegro. Is that also? Where's Montenegro? I don't know. Sound- I've heard of it. Sounds familiar. Uh, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, another one. Hey, enjoying the nice weather out there in South Carolina, Andrew. <laughs> New York, uh, Tulsa, Illinois, another from, oh, we're to the bottom now. We lost that, though. Where'd it go? No. We're not to the Good. bottom. Oh, my lordy. Good golly. Nebraska finally tuned in. Thanks, guys. Nebraska, London, New Mexico, Alberta. Go back up. I want to see what this says. Whoa. We live on the road in a converted ambulance from Vancouver, Canada. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, shoot. Oh, I, man. We missed so many. Holy cow. Guys, I'm really sorry, but there's a bunch of you here, and everybody tuned in. Like, Nebraska just, oh. Is it the same? It is the, the same, same person. You got me. I was like, good golly, there's Nebraska, 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 Nebraska. It's the same person. Oh, no. That's another person. There's a couple people from Nebraska, but there's one guy that's met Nebraska like 10 times. Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan. Man, I man got you. Man, got okay. it. Um, but are we talking Manhattan, Kansas, or New York? Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. They're both good. Colorado, Montanan. <laughs> These are all just jokes now. These real places? I don't know. There's a lot of. Hi, Julio. Yes, thanks, Brad. Um, can we get some more pigeon videos? We'll talk about that. The moon. You're from the moon? Checking in from the moon. Hey, Aiden would think that's really cool. I would be. He'd think it was really cool. Why can you see the moon? It's the reflection of the sun. That's what you see. Um, Florida, Nebraska, London. London. That's awesome. Illinois, Omaha, Nebraska, Knoxville, Tennessee. Speaking of Omaha, Nebraska, we hope to be seeing you at Pheasant Fest. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. It's on the list. England. North Dakota. Heck, yeah. Folks, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this evening. We absolutely love having you here. Um, I clicked on the wrong button. Goodbye. There we go. All right. So there's a couple of things. Uh, main event, right? You saw our. <laughs> yeah, we can't leave saw, them hanging nah, too we much won't longer. Leave right? Longer, right? So first things first. Um, we love YouTube and what YouTube has provided for us an opportunity, an avenue, if you will, to share information training information specifically for folks that there's a pretty, obviously a pretty high demand for. We love, both of us, really love teaching, love teaching people, and YouTube has been a fantastic avenue to share all of that from. So um, the big goodbye happens to be with the fact that it's been bouncing around a little bit within the industry and YouTube channels. There's a lot of them out there that have different things going on. And we have now fallen victim to that, okay? 
we got uh, reported for a video that shows the use of a live bird in a training session. A bird introduction video. A bird introduction video. And there's been some controversy over the years in how that looks. Some people think whatever they think. I stand by what we say in the fact that live birds are a requirement to teach bird dogs to be bird dogs. It's, it is the only way to do it and is the only way to prevent the potential of lots of issues down the road. If you don't, you know, set up a controlled environment and a situation for a dog to learn properly, you set yourself up for some pretty big issues, okay? Definitely so, the risk for some pretty big issues. You may luck out once. Yeah. But... Most of the time, you're going to run into issues. So, the biggest thing here is, um, you know, YouTube has their own guidelines for what is and is not acceptable on their channel, which, guess what, folks? They own it. It's their platform. They get the opportunity to do this. Now, how YouTube works, just to break it down a little bit, to fully help everybody understand what's actually happening here. You get the ability to have three strikes in a 90-day period. And if you get three strikes within a 90-day period and can't appeal to prove what they are or not or that they don't fall with outside outside of the guidelines of YouTube, which are fairly vague As well as, I mean, it does come down to what YouTube says or doesn't say. It is, yeah. So, so we um, can try and appeal it. You got to play the game. But we could lose, and if we lose, that means our channel gets shut down. Yeah, not just like, oh, a slap on the wrist, not, oh, you have, you're forced to take these, um, you're forced to take these videos down. No, they just say goodbye, you didn't play by the rules. Whatever. And you're not getting another chance. You got your three strikes, and the problem for us is exactly. we have multiple puppy training series that we've done multiple bird introductions with. So if somebody wanted to... They could have jumped in and shut us down in one evening. Yeah, they could have reported us for every single bird intro video that we have produced. And then we got more than three strikes. We're done. Bye-bye YouTube channel. And we don't want that to happen because even though we um, feel very strongly that you need live birds to train bird dogs, we definitely know that there's a lot of other valuable content on our YouTube channel that we want to be able to continue providing to everyone. Um, so we don't want our channel to get shut down. So we did remove some of those videos. And we've had quite a few questions already. I mean, I, I honestly didn't feel like it would come up that quickly. It's it's a pretty good backlog of content that we have created. And though we do see a, a growth in views on those on a regular basis, I mean, people are finding them still and watching them. Um, it didn't expect it to happen as quickly as it did. I think we took them down Monday, and by Tuesday, I was getting we were getting emails that said, "Hey, um, these videos are showing like they're missing from series, and it, and it's numbered, and the this number is gone, and and what happened to them?" So, all of that being said, that is where the videos have gone. Anything that we felt like potentially had the chance of maybe kind of falling into the realm of is gone, which is because there is no cut and dry. This will get you a strike. This won't get you a strike. This will get your channel shut down. It is kind of a guessing game and we want to play it a little bit on the safe side, I guess. Yeah. And, um, for very good reason. I mean, like anyone else, as much as we said, we love to do this, it's an important part of 
um, in in my opinion, running any kind of a business or, or building a business around something, you got to love what you're doing or it is just work. If you love what you're doing, it doesn't be, it doesn't feel as much like work. You know, you are excited about the next opportunity. You're excited about the next thing to build with. And that's what this is for us. We enjoy creating videos. We enjoy helping people, which is why we've always provided the videos themselves for free. And people are like, ah, oh, you should put those behind a wall. You should charge people for these. The content's too good. You've got too much stuff here that's too valuable. Say, uh, rubbish, right? Um, we get enough support. The folks here on Patreon, they sign up. Some of you folks have questions, which is what we kind of designed that for. Um, we are asking for you to pay for our expertise outside of the norm. We show you the norm and we say, if you've got questions outside of that, that's where we're saying, this is something that we value in a sense of, please sign up and um, you know, be willing to pay the, the monthly subscription fee to ask questions. Now, that uh, there's a lot of people on there. I think we're rolling up on like 600 consistent patrons and there is not 600 people that message me every day. So there's a lot of folks there that are happy to be there just supporting um, the videos that they've already gotten, the access to things like live interaction with us in the evenings. Um, our videos are, you know, or or even just enjoy, you know, kind of the day-to-day life stuff that happens at the kennel. We've got a huge content push that happens via Instagram and Facebook. So you get to see our dogs um, story posts roll out that show actual training sessions or just interaction with with what happens with our puppies and everything in our program. So all of that being said, what we have to do moving forward is make a change in some of the specific videos that are that are there to um, that are required to train bird dogs. Now, it's been something that's been requested for quite some time. And this is probably the push that's going to get us to actually set aside the time to commit to getting it up and running. And um, we're going to have to do a little bit of going with the flow. Um, We've been very adamant that, and it's very true, that not all dogs are the same. Not all dogs will train the same. There's not an exact pattern and flow to the training, which is why we have different training series that go in slightly different orders with different puppies and different paces with things. Um, and why Patreon is so great too, because people can reach out to us if their puppy isn't following along exactly like Rogue or Quest did, and we can give them <coughs> feedback and help that way. So we are going to be creating that um, dog training course, and it will be pretty standardized. Like, this is the process. But again, it will go hand in hand with Patreon, where when this doesn't go exactly like you think it might have, and and like this course lays out, because let's face it, even if you're going to college or you're going to school, some people struggle with certain subjects, shall we say, and maybe need a tutor or maybe need after class help to get through math. I mean, math was tough for me. Um, Definitely chemistry was tough for me. So those are things that I needed additional help with going to college. And I got to see um, additional help after school programs, things like that. So, I mean, you can think of it that way. Like this is the laid out course. This is the syllabus, if you will. And then you can reach out to the tutors, instructors, mentors, via Patreon still, of course. 
Absolutely. Now, a couple questions that have been popping through specifically about um, the YouTube videos, where they've gone, how can we still allow folks to have access to them? The Can we put them on Patreon and people have access there? Well, the problem with Patreon is it is not a video hosting uh, website, so I can't post videos there that it allows you to do short videos, um, but I can't and host links. our training videos there. I can post links that people can access other things, whether they're unlisted or something else, but they still have to be hosted somewhere. Some of the bigger hosting sites, uh, one of which is YouTube, the videos still fall with outside the guidelines or, or potentially do. And um, depending on the interpretation, which there's kind of loophole things, but it, it's it causes a much larger risk than, you know, potentially appealing to try and prove that what we're doing falls within one of the avenues. So the other being Vimeo, which you may or may not have heard of that video hosting site, but um, their guidelines read almost identical. I don't know if they're owned by the same company now at this point or not, but um, the guidelines are basically the same. So we're still into some level of a search for where we can actually host these videos. And what it comes down to is we may end up having to privately host the videos for the use of the course, the course itself. Now the courses I believe have the ability for the video hosting. You would post your videos for each course section. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this is coming in just at a slight delay, but the, um, the courses, which we're looking into a couple different options that may have the ability to um, to be able to host the individual videos. What we're going to be doing is kind of consolidating parts from all of the different series, giving you the best of everything uh, to try our best to guide in, in, in the right direction. So somebody threw out here, Rubble, or, or Rumble, excuse me, I will look into this. Um, Multiple people have mentioned Rumble. I've seen it pop up a cult, couple times. So we'll make a note of looking into Rumble. Yeah, let me uh, let me do that real quick here before I forget. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have a cough, and I keep trying to not cough into the microphone. And hopefully my voice doesn't get up and leave me during this. But um, that isn't to say that there won't be any more new content going up on YouTube, though, guys. That's, that's not what this is saying at all. We just have to be selective of what we're posting so that we don't get those strikes and get shut down so that none of the content's available. Um, and I know that a couple people have said, well, why are people going to a dog training channel and then reporting a video? Well, we do have a very broad um, audience. <laughs> you could use only fans. <laughs> You know, oh shoot! Um, but the thing is, people might come to our channel from more of like the pet industry, looking for help with obedience-based behaviors, like learning to sit or nail trims or healing. And then, what does YouTube do? A lot of times, they recommend the next video. Well, maybe the next video is us doing a bird introduction, and these people go, "Oh my gosh, that's not what I expected to be seen on this channel." And so I'm not defending anyone because I also think that. Um, the world is too easily offended at yes, this point. Yeah. And keyboard warriors can happen. But I can see how somebody came to the channel looking for one thing and saw something else. Yeah. And we are definitely looking into some of these. This is great information and I definitely appreciate. Uh, we've looked at Teachable, Udemy, um, Kajabi, all of those. Um, Hey, thank you for the super chat. We uh, we appreciate you, Patricia. 
Um, all of those different sites, what we're kind of comparing and contrasting is the monthly cost associated with the volume of people interested in watching. We have to kind of weigh that out because it's going to cost us a substantial amount and we just have to make sure that it's going to work moving forward with that. The other option is through our um, web hosts, there's an option for potentially uploading videos there as well. So, um, which would be basically no guidelines in that sense because it's all private based and everything along that But nature. this all happened within the last we're, ten, week to 10 days. And so we're in... Shoot, not even. Yeah, not even a week. We're, yeah. we're sub a week. So we're in the growing stages and I do appreciate the information. If you got stuff too, it's going to get pretty easy to lose in comments here. Um, you know, don't hesitate to shoot us an email. We would appreciate that. But um, so that's the big thing. The, the change of our channel is going to be still dog training related and, and bird dog training as much as we can, um, but it's going to move the true bird aspect of stuff or anything that could potentially fall into that realm. Because that I saw Tina a- mentioned today, bed, dead birds, tomorrow something else. It won't end. The goalpost will always move. And that is a this potential is risk. Yeah. Um, you know, like where's the end, you know? And we had a conversation about that to begin with on, well, what specifically do we take down? Is it only the bird intros, the bird and gun intros that use these birds this way? Or, I mean, (laughs) we are killing birds in other training scenarios. Is that acceptable? It's more of like a hunting scenario. So, Which could also potentially be um, part of it later. So we have like a multiple (laughs) tier thing. you know, we'll, we took around the ones that seem to be the most obvious. And then from there we will, we'll have the opportunity to, you know, kind of see if anything arises and see if anything arises on any of the other contents. Yeah. And and, and it's a hundred percent the truth, right? So there's been a lot of different people and we talked about this, you know, we try and, uh, keep it classy. Um, it is frustrating, no doubt about it, but the platform doesn't belong to us and we decided to play by those rules. And I will tell you, as far as social um, media works, which YouTube is another social platform, um, it's our fastest growing and reaches our largest audience, which helps all the way around because we're a multiple facet business, right? So we um, we do produce top quality German shorthairs. We have a training program. We have standingstonesupply.com where we sell everything that we use and recommend in these training videos. Um, We also have Patreon, which is designed to help continue to supplement the videos. Yeah, where the misses are, where you're having questions. And then, um, am I missing anything? Um, I mean, we have Instagram and Facebook, but that's just Uh, more social media. But then we do have sponsors that support our channel, basically because, or support us because, basically because of our YouTube channel. That's our largest influence and they see that as value, right? So um, just saying, you know, piss on you YouTube and we're going to go someplace else is not in the cards. So we do have to play the game a little bit um, so that we can continue to provide content for everybody that's out there as well as make a living, continue to it's part of that a living. Absolutely. It's part of it for sure. So that's the, that's the biggest change. That's the biggest thing that's going on as far as the YouTube channel specifically goes. And that hopefully answers, you know, some of the questions that you all have about where have some of the videos gone and why aren't we making specific videos? Why does that, you know, cause clay and, um, and we, we Legacy. literally just shot 
Clay's bird intro video, and now it's not going to be utilized Correct. on YouTube. So yeah, so we won't put it up there. We will save the video. It is edited and ready to post already, um, and it'll be involved in some place else whenever we can figure figure that out, out that other platform. But that hopefully answers some of y'all's questions moving forward with that. Now, there are a couple other things that we do want to say. There was a, there were multiple facets to the. Um, we're done. Peace we're out. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, we are going to essentially end Yawa. What we got? I was just seeing where we're at okay. with the bottom of stuff. Yep. So we are we are essentially going to end uh, Yawa. It's uh, had a, an amazingly awesome road. We appreciate everybody that's been here. It and has totally evolved from the beginning oh, of what it was. And so many how evolutions. Started. Thanks for putting up with it, <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, but ultimately, what we want to be able to do is to reach a, um, you know, be able to help reach a larger audience. And what we've found is there's a lot of things that both Kat and I have experience with um, from business standpoint to bird dog standpoint to hunting adventures um, and just life uh, and life balance. We're going to do... Um, We're going to be changing basically our podcast to be the Standing Stone podcast, which represents us and our brand and all things involved in that. So with that, we will be posting videos, everything. We've we've got a really cool setup with this now that um, we've got a really cool setup with this that's basically um, allows us to do video chats really easily, record that, record the audio and Um, so we'll have video that we'll post to YouTube that will include all of these podcast talks and they will go up on our podcast catcher thing. I don't know exactly if we'll rebound that, rebrand that completely or if it'll just end up rolling into that. We've got to do it. I should, I should have thought about that beforehand. What? Um, the podcast will it start over is this will be one, two, three, four, whatever from that. Probably sounds like a good idea. That way we can keep thinking things on, a little bit separate. Go here. Um, but that's what we're looking forward to doing. So it's a little bit of rebranding. We've always talked about Yawa. What does that mean? Why is that the name of our podcast? Well, that's what fit. That's didn't. It wasn't even what fit. It was, well, what should we call it? That, well, we, you we ask, we know. answer. Yeah. Yawa. Ooh. Well, we'll rename it later when we come up with something better. And 79 episodes later, it's still Yawa. So there's going to be a little bit of rebranding. Yeah. So it will be the standing, it'll be the standing stone podcast. And the thing that we've been trying to do, I've reached out to quite a few different folks that have really good information within this industry and others, um, to try and provide some really cool stuff. I like talking to people. Um, and I, again, like educating and sharing that knowledge. Now, what we've struggled with is getting people to join us at seven thirty central standard time live on YouTube. And, uh, so what we'll be able to do is record these on, you know, maybe we'll get two or three in a day and we can set all of these things up to be able to provide the content and reach these other folks to pull in, um, as experts. Now we don't want to completely eliminate, uh, our availability as well as this social hour and the fun that we get to have with you guys live. From an interaction standpoint, that's something that we really enjoy. The check-ins, seeing how people are doing with puppies, answering questions like that. So, Yawa 
won't necessarily 100% go away. What? No, I was oh. reading. Oh, Sorry. Reading. Okay. I was making a weird reading face. So we're going to try and start doing them once a month. Yep. On Patreon. So they'll still be hosted via YouTube live, but the link will be a private link that gets posted to the Patreon community that we have and they're able to access it. So um, we've tried to do like Google meets and stuff before, but I really feel like this setup in this format is um, really great for the, the interaction like we've been doing. hundred percent. Those will be posted. It will be, we'll, we will try and stay in the one to two week out zone, not 24 hour zone so that people can plan around it. Um, as well as it will be, um, another perk of being a patron. And I think that there's a majority of folks that are here are patrons and it's another way to say, Hey, this is something special for y'all. If you like our podcast, you can listen to it um, if you want to join us live. And then at that point in time, it's going to be primarily based around you. Again, it will be the Yawa of the month, and it'll be about what you have. Um, We'll probably take polls via social um, to kind of have a few questions rolling and then take whatever drives the conversation within the event. So that is going to be a change moving forward. These 7.30s, as often as we kid on Wednesdays, aren't going to happen anymore. And um, something else that we're going to try and do a little bit with it to give you a little feel for what is upcoming. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to watch episode 78 with uh, Brian Lasley from DT Systems where Ethan yeah. got to talk with him. It's going <coughs> to... Goodness gracious. Sorry, guys. Um, it's going to be more along those lines where... One of us, for the most part, is going to host somebody and ask them questions and generate that conversation in different areas. So Ethan will get an opportunity to interview and chat with somebody, and then I'm going to have an opportunity to interview and chat with somebody. Um, And I think that that'll give a nice change of pace and um, different dynamic for everybody to follow along with, so... Um, I want to say Sierra Charlie three three eight. Thank you for the super chat. Just to say again, thanks to us for um, all of the help training your puppy via the videos. So thank you very for, thank thank you very much for the thank you. We appreciate the fact that, uh, that everything has worked well for y'all. Uh, where are the drinks? All right, come on now. This is a bit serious this evening. We got to. I'm struggling our, with like coughing and cough drops. So. Water for me. Mm-hmm. This will come, and that'll be the thing. The once a month, there's are going to be more happy Relax. hour stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. We'll be there for you. We'll be there for you. All right, so those are going to be the two big things so that everybody's aware where things are going, what happened to it, why there are changes. And um, once we get a handful of Standing Stone podcasts rolling, that'll get pushed out. The um, the setup on those things, like not one, they want, you know, kind of a, a little bit. Of, it works better if we have a little bit of content for you to roll through and not having a set one day a week at a certain hour that we can do them will allow us to to make those conversations get that rolling. So, yeah, because some people don't have availability to join us live 730 Wednesdays. Correct. A lot of people don't actually have availability to do that. Correct, correct. Yeah, you need whiskey and honey, hon. <coughs> It'll fix Whip that. Whip it right, right up for up. me. It'll fix that right up. Okay, so 
Should I continue to wake up at 4 a.m.? That sounds like a horrible idea. All right, what have we got next? Well, we were going to talk a little bit more about Pheasant Fest. Um, Somebody else had asked um, what's going on with Pheasant Fest in Omaha, and we had kind of touched on that at the beginning of the conversation, so we definitely want to hit on that now. Uh, I did want to mention several people have mentioned Odyssey in here, and if you guys go and check out Odyssey, we already have been uploading for months all of our videos to Odyssey, so... I guess technically they're all available there if you do want to go check them out. I know Odyssey's um, search and organization and all of those kind of things lack something at this point to be desired. It's harder to find the videos, but if you want to scroll through all 600, you can find them in chronological order in which they were originally uploaded. Let me show you. Originally uploaded. So... Um, and again, that's, it's spelled in here, O-D-Y-S-E-E. We are there earning our blockchain monies or whatever it is somehow. So anyhow, the videos are there and, um, that is an option to go to roll through that. And Kelly, we appreciate that about the good portion of the fun is the interplay between you, us, and you guys, of course. So that's not going to go away because we're still going to be doing that once a month, Yawa, through Patreon. So we'll still get to, I'll still get to Raz Ethan a little bit. So. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, we wouldn't want him to get it too easy. Uh, no. No, no, no. You don't make anything easy, sweetheart. You're welcome. I love it, though. I absolutely do. <laughs> I absolutely do. So um, we had somebody that said, are you running I'm a fever? I'm not running a fever. Yeah? I'm Is not. it COVID? It's not. I've literally been coughing for like two weeks. It just will not let up, man. Ooh, two shots of tequila, lime juice, salt, squirt of soda, kills the cold every time. <laughs> These are some great recommendations. Thank Why you. are we not just drinking tequila? Or whiskey. If we listen to all of these recommendations, I would be so drunk right try, now, I wouldn't even be able to each. function. Try one of each, huh? For, so right now, you need a hot toddy. You need two then shots of Then a couple of shots of tequila. Yeah. She's a lightweight, folks. I mean, this is, I'm going to have to carry her back to the house. Yeah. Okay. So, so Omaha, somebody I mentioned that earlier, uh, we will be at Pheasant Fest, which is in Omaha, Nebraska, and the dates are... March 11th, 12th, and 13th. What an amazing calendar my wife is. I'm pretty sure. I'm double checking now. Fact checking myself. Yes. 11, 12th, Bingo, and 13th. bango, baby. Keep asking about puppy prices in here, bro. Just let it be a little bit. We've got all of that information on our website. If you want to bop over there, there's a puppy purchase agreement, things like that. So um, we've had a few people comment on the fact if you keep it up, Bubba, I'm going to have to put you in timeout. That's really what it says here. Put... Manu Garcia in timeout if he is still trying to sell puppies on here. We're not doing that. (laughs) All right. So um, the Pheasant Fest is a very, very cool event that is the national Pheasants Forever um, annual meeting and banquet. I think is what it essentially comes down to, which is a giant outdoor show specifically based around upland hunting mostly but there is a mixture of all kind of hunting venues in but geared more towards bird dogs and upland hunting it's a really cool thing they do a a dog parade so you can see all kinds of different breeds they have uh, a dog section sorted out you can visit kennel clubs meet different breeds that are there it's a cool thing then 
Um, you can roll through all of, uh, there's a whole section based on states, I believe, of hunting operations. So if you're looking for a place, you can chit chat with those folks and see, um, I know like Chamber of Commerces in different areas from South Dakota specifically all have booths set up because it's like pheasant capital of at least the United States, if not the world. And it's one of those things that you can, um, you can do a lot of really cool stuff there. It's a big show. I think somewhere in the vicinity of 30 to 50,000 people are typically what happens. Um, uh, typically what rolls through the door there. Kat and I will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will have Thunder with us if you would like to get to meet him. He's going to be pretty amped up because he's a young guy. He's a young gun. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, and at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people, so it'll be really good for him to kind of work through that a mental. A lot of stimulation and distractions mm-hmm. that he's going to have to focus and stay focused for hours upon hours. So it'll be very mentally exhausting good and good yeah. growth for him. 100%. Uh-huh. We will be bouncing around a little bit. We will be, I believe, Yukonuba has a booth set up there. I believe they mentioned. Um, I know I'm almost positive Onyx will be there. I am 100% positive Kent will be there. Uh, also, DT Systems will be there. And... Else, uh, Orvis, I believe, will also be there. So that falls into the folks that we are currently working with, uh, the brands that we use and recommend, and um, you know, a huge, 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 huge thanks to them. And that's what we're there basically to do: help support them from a having some level of a pro, if we could call ourselves, um, in the booth for a little bit. Um, let me go ahead and throw dates in there because we're getting a couple questions on the dates there or better yet i'm going to throw the link for y'all of their (laughs) page with all of the deets because that'll give you the address the location of the venue um and then sometimes it gives like suggested hotels if you're out of town that you need to find a place to stay i would recommend if you are thinking of doing that getting on it sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. because it definitely books up quick all right yep those are the dates thank you trevor pinned There There it is. All right. So there is the um, link to the Pheasant Fest information. We would love to see you there. Uh, It's always great. It's always great to be able to interact with folks, put faces to uh, handles. Yeah, names. And then um, we'd love to get pictures with you guys, share them on social media, that sort of thing. Um, It's a pretty cool opportunity like that. Erica, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate the support. If you had a question that you were super chatting, we did not see it. So some people have been just super chatting and saying thank you, but some people have been asking questions. So can you bring your own pup there? Yes. I believe that you can, but it has to be like signed in. Um, They do like a bird dog parade. I don't honestly know all of the details about that. I'm sure you can find it via the link that Ethan posted. It does talk about it in there. I believe it involves a, a registration. You got to have shot records. You got to have a couple things with you. Um, and then you pre-register. Um, yeah, the show in Minnesota you can, but that's, I don't think you're talking about pheasant. No, pheasant that's Fest. Game Fair. Yeah, Game Fair, 100%. Everybody brings their dogs with, but you got to do the same check-in. I know for sure you can have your dogs. Um, I'm almost positive you can have dogs at Pheasant Fest. It's been a couple years since we've gone to Pheasant Fest. It's been a couple years since they've had it. Okay, that. Shut down with COVID stuff or whatever. Um, 
So, but definitely the link up at the top, I know has all of that information. So, um, it's, it's a really cool event. Now I will tell you, honestly, it's not ideal to bring a little puppy there. First of all, there's lots of dogs, whether they're quote unquote fully vaccinated or not. It does, if your dog is not, it does open up the potential for stuff, right? There, there is that risk. Um, if you do have a fully vaccinated dog and it's still just young, it's not a bad thing, but be prepared to do a short stint. Like let's make a little walk and plan on focusing on just the dog, not trying to actually look at the show while you're doing that. And then go put the pup up and then come back in and, and watch the show. It can be, or to experience the show. It's a, it's a little bit too much for that itty bitty puppy. And then also to be able to enjoy what you're doing. So now we've covered those. What we had something else on there. Uh, questions. There were some questions. That's it. That was, that was my list of an- announcements, announcements. I feel like, I feel like we had something else going forward. Maybe not. Uh, Yeah, we were going to talk about a handful of things that are upcoming as far as content creation. Oh, 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 we, I I forgot um, that one. Y'all have probably seen some of the videos that we've done and podcasts we've done with Lone Duck. That's Bob Owens and Kevin that are part of that. And they're out in New York. Now, um, what we have recently done, he's got a really cool podcast that you guys should definitely be checking out. We are um, partnering basically with him on a podcast via Standing Stone Supply. So uh, sponsoring, bought an advertising spot on his podcast. And um, involved with that, we started kicking around some ideas. Thunder's got a lot of ability in the retrieving standpoint. Probably one of the most advanced retrieving GSPs that we produce. Like all of them do a pretty dang good job, but this guy takes it to that next level. And it was really interesting because we were developing Thunder at the same time we were developing Clutch, which was from Lone Duck. And um, so Thunder got thrown into a lot of those initial puppy retrieving drills that we don't typically do with our short hair. So taking a short hair that has all that drive and desire for the task at hand and then doing a few of those basic initial retrieving drills really brought that out in him, I think. So I am trying to plan. Uh, Bob Winters in South Carolina must be rough, right? <laughs> um, honestly, though, living on the road like that is kind of a tough thing, especially with a, a whole string of dogs. But he's wintering, training South Carolina. He will be back, uh, I don't know, exactly springish. Um, early summer, something. But what we're going to end up planning to do is sometime when the weather ponds, everything's kind of warmed up and it's right for that optimal training stuff, I'm going to travel back up there and we're going to do some basically running him through the gamut of retrieving drills and different stuff. And we'll video all of this just kind of to show all right, here is a lab retriever. This is how they work through the drill. Now we're going to set the exact same up, this exact same thing up for Thunder. Um, how did he do? How did he progress? What were we able to accomplish in a two to three day period? And then potentially, um, I said, this is where Bob, Bobby, you get to tell me it's your honest opinion. Can you do anything with this? Right. And if so, I'm going to go ahead and leave thunder up there for, um, uh, training with Bob to work toward, you know, potentially junior hunter, maybe senior hunter retriever and kind of play some of those games just a little bit different. 
kind of kind of an exciting thing. And we're going to do our best to be able to show you what that actually looks like from a non-retriever standpoint, a versatile dog standpoint. So, because the they game. don't have the same skill set and natural ability. So it'll be really the cool. The brains don't work the same. No, it'll be really cool to show that compare and contrast and how to move through some of that training. Yes, Miss Kelly, this will be 100% announced. So you, I know we talked about doing this. You said you would love the opportunity to come out and work with us. Um, it'll be announced. Everybody will know when it's happening. And we may be able to set up kind of like a clinic or something. Yeah. Like a meet greet or a short (coughs) clinic involved with that. Something where um, we can be set up for folks to be able to come out and. Yeah. Because I know Bob has a Patreon uh, platform account as well. So like maybe something with the patrons um, announcing that there too. Yeah, hundred percent. The it's uh, if you look up Lone Duck, it's in it's near Syracuse, New York, which is like I don't I don't know if that quite falls into the upstate New York, or if there's a line, some imaginary line of where that actually happens. But it's kind of the northern part, central northern north central portion. I don't know. Syracuse. It's near Syracuse. I think the main town that he trains by is it's like Mexico. Mexico. New York or something, right? I believe. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. All right, folks, we have rambled enough. Thank you for um, for being here. Thank you for listening. Now we are on to answering some questions. So there's been a few. I'm going to try and find them. But if you have a question, go ahead and throw it in. Oh, we actually have wine from the Standing Stone Winery. There's a coffee shop. Bought coffee from them. Standing Stone Coffee. Standing Stone um, winery and yes, salt potatoes. We ate those uh, on With one Bob. of our previous visits. Yeah. They made salt potatoes for us, which is like okay, you you just they're just potatoes in my opinion. Um, it is upstate. Thank you, I appreciate that, Miss Kelly. On top of it, um, if you have questions, answer, ask ask them now. I'm gonna roll back up to here and see. <clears throat> there were a couple questions that got asked on Instagram because I. In honor of this being our last live Yawa that we're doing this way, and I did a little throwback to how it all began by asking for questions via Instagram, right? Let me pull those up. Brandon got censored for saying frickin'. Uh-oh. Okay. So, Kaylin Kelly said, favorite trials to run dogs in. So, we kind of have two avenues that we typically run dogs in. They're hunt tests, not dry, not trials. So we're competing against the standard, not competing against other dogs there. And we're usually running through AKC or NAVDA tests. Um, AKC, there is typically when we're running our personal dogs, we're running them through masters. And that would be what I would say is more enjoyable. No. <laughs> Cat does not get goats. Well, cat can have goats, but we know how that goes, so. Yeah. Cat likes the idea of goats, folks. All right, continue. So, when we're running our dogs, we enjoy running them through the highest levels. So, at AKC, we like masters. Um, Junior Hunter is a very basic puppy test, um, and I don't feel like it really challenges our dogs all that much, and it's enjoyable to help these dogs reach their full potential and challenge them. And then through NAVDA, we're typically looking at 
um, the ultimate goal of utility testing them. And then if they perform well enough and um, can qualify to go to the invitational, that would be um, the next step that we like to do with them. Somebody asked earlier, and I do want to throw this out there, said, when are the guy with the pink gun videos, one or more of those coming out? Well, speaking of the most recent events and, and action, that channel was designed to be moved into being able to do hunting-based videos and different things on that nature. And I guess since um, shooting stuff is going to be pretty, uh, there will be more videos, but honestly, it's probably going to end up being geared more toward following pigeons and the breeding and racing of that. It'll That's what a majority of the videos are that are out there right now. And what will probably be what moves forward. I kind of thought that there would be a, a dead zone in what happens with that, but it's, it's uh, pretty much 12 months out of the year where yes. you, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. You do help, and I very much appreciate. See, that I when should I'm get goats. Road. I should get goats. Mm-hmm. I help with those dang pigeons a lot. Have you ever scraped the loft? No. Okay. I love you, baby. Um. Anyhow, it's it's one of those things that we would be doing that, which is going to follow some of the exciting things, and I won't talk pigeons very long. Okay, honey, but, or on. not. Let's let's leave that for your channel. Okay. Goodbye. No pigeons. Stuff will come later. I got kicked under the table. <sighs> All right. Next question. Um, what is a good pigeon trap? We actually have those on our supply store, standingstonesupply.com. So we have pigeon traps on there. Um, I believe they are either in stock or will be very soon. We placed an order. They are supposed to be here if they very, very soon. Um, and we'll have a whole bunch of them in stock. So... Traps work great. They're open-ended on both sides. It's the ones that I used in a couple of the pigeon trapping videos on my channel. They work great. Everybody that has one catches pigeons in them if you put the pigeon traps in the right place. That's almost more important than the the trap itself. So what do you guys use for warming your dogs and how often is warming recommended? So that's a good question. Um, our regiment with our dogs, we actually use ProHeart for heartworm preventative. It's a 12-month. They get a shot. Bingo, bango. Then we use Brevecto, and Brevecto is a three-month chew. They now recently came out with a one-month chew, so that you can help, um, you can utilize, you can stay with the branded Brevecto through the life of your puppy. Where um, a lot of young puppies outgrow that three-month window, so they're not properly covered. But Brevecto is what we use for flea and tick preventative. And then, as far as the warmer goes, we actually work with our <laughs> veterinarian, which is Peter. He's been on the show here before too. And that is um, a compounded product that combines fenbendazole, which is also known as Safeguard or Panicure, um, but fenbendazole, uh, prosequanil, and um, pyrantal would be the three different types of wormers. And that gets roundworms, hookworms, whipworms, tapeworms, all the worms bonanza okay they're all dead we do it once a year it's a pretty good thing to do for bird dogs because they're in the dirt they pick up birds they eat dead things um (coughs) usually we don't have an issue with an overabundance of worms but that helps keep things cleaned up on a once a year basis also we have um there's a few folks bopped in here saying um what did i miss what did i miss 
This will be posted live afterwards. So if you do want to hear the beginning stage of things, what else have we got in here? All right. So is it okay to let my year and four month old GSP chew up all of her toys? She destroys everything. All right. So first and foremost, one of the number one reasons to have toys specifically (laughs) is to be destroyed. Okay. So we often see, and we were on, we were actually on a podcast just the other day and this kind of got brought up, but, um, part of the toy is it should last long enough to keep the dogs focused and entertained and give them something to work at. But if it's too big or too challenging or too much, they're going to lose interest and then it will no longer be important at all. So we make a progression with young puppies starting at that eight week mark. We use, um, Scott pet products, uh, that are kind of Nutra chops and they are available on our website, but it's, uh, a mini twist. That's a small, looks like a fat straw. Um, they are rawhide free, edible chews, and those probably last maybe 10 minutes, maybe 12 minutes, which is kind of the extent of a puppy's um, attention span at that age. As they progress, they take three of those and braid them together, and they're called mini braids. Mixed braids. Mixed braids. Okay, so then you've got the braids, and those, again, fall in the category of once the mini twists are crunch, crunch, gone, then you move into the braid. The braid then lasts that 10 to 15 minutes, maybe 20, but most likely 10 to 15 then once they crunch, crunch, gone those, then we move up into the rolled um, pork chops. And those, again, I cut the the seven-inch ones in half. And that in itself will last, again, in the vicinity of closer to probably 30 minutes. But you've got a dog that's got a little more attention span and is good at chewing. All of the rest of the toys out there, um, we don't utilize a ton of them. Most of them teach really bad habits from advanced. From a retrieving standpoint. From a retrieving standpoint. Um, but if you do have toys, there's no, there's no issue with that, but toys are designed and, and they're to be destroyed. And I would just be cautious and make sure that they're not ingesting parts of those toys that could potentially cause a blockage down the road. I like it. I like it. Like it. Have we got another one in here? I'll read through these. So they're not just sitting, watching me read. This was a good question. What should I look for in a breeder to make sure they are the right one for us? So we recently put out a video about picking the right puppy and the things that you need to consider when you're picking a puppy. And it does start with um, determining your purpose for getting a dog. Uh, Are you looking for a hunting dog, a working breed? What are you looking for exactly? And then once you've decided that, then you can start looking into breeders that are breeding dogs for that purpose. Because even within a breed, you're going to have breeders at different ends of the spectrum that are breeding for specific things. You know, in short hairs, we're breeding for specific things, but another short hair breeder could be breeding more towards tracking and fur and different um, hunting characteristics. So finding a breeder that's breeding for the purposes that you're looking for and then having conversations with that breeder to make sure that they're breeding Um, healthy dogs uh, have a relationship with you that can be maintained so that if you have questions when you get your puppy home, because I mean, let's face it, you will have questions. That's what, that's what a lot of people reach out to us for is questions once they get their dogs home, um, their puppies home. And if there's ever an issue in the future, you want to have that relationship that you can go back to that breeder, that breeder that's going to stand behind the situation. So um, 
asking to see their facility, asking to see their dogs, um, the dogs that are the parents of your puppies would be um, all within the realm of things that I would suggest doing. And then on top of that, asking what kind of health clearances they're doing with their dogs. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the question. I don't know if it's the same person. This is Big Country 406. It doesn't happen to say Big Country 406 down there, does it? Uh, no, it was Jen Dot Torts. Maybe the Unless same that's person. the same person. I mean, maybe not. Seems those very handles. Similar. Yeah. I have a pretty reputable breeder local. I'm ready to get a puppy as soon as possible. I've applied with them, but have been they've been very vague. Ask about the possibility of getting a puppy this year. They didn't give a yes or a no. But um, just that they pick the right homes for their puppies. Would it be frowned upon to entertain multiple breeders to get a puppy within the next few months? I'm going to say there are going to be opportunities out there. Uh, if you're saying oh, they seem vague, you're not getting a warm and fuzzy, I would move on. No matter what kind of reputation there. You need to be comfortable and, um, and feel good about who you're working with. Because it is a relationship or it should be a relationship that lasts longer than just the transaction. Now, we, um, as far as who this is or entertaining multiple breeders, yeah, shop around, find what fits you best. But then on top of that, I would say be surprised if you find that same top quality breeder that has something available within the next few months. It can happen. People back out. Um, on puppies that are pre-sold or there are good setups that, you know, maybe didn't get announced properly or what have you. But for the most part, if you're looking at quality breeders, they're going to have a waiting list and it's going to take a little while to get in and get a puppy. Now, that may be six months, that may be a year. It all kind of depends on that individual breeder and, and volumes. But And I do know... With us, for example, <clears throat> if somebody is interested in getting a puppy from us, unfortunately, we have such a volume of people that are interested in puppies. To get on our wait list requires a deposit, and our deposits are non-refundable. So if you're making the commitment to getting a puppy from a breeder and you're putting money down, <clears throat> that breeder is expecting you to follow through with that commitment of a deposit to get a puppy. 100%. <clears throat> so if you have deposits down with three or four breeders, and the deposit's non-refundable, and I would confirm that with them. Um, don't be surprised don't if you don't get it back. And maybe I'm I'm open to comments on this, folks. Maybe I'm in the wrong in thinking, but anytime I've ever put a deposit down on anything, it was to show commitment. Um, I'm saying yes. I'm I am committing to doing this. Here is some money to show proof of that, um, and. If I were to back out on that, I fully expect to lose it. That's always been my my philosophy. I wouldn't put money down on something that I wasn't planning on. And otherwise, are, I don't really understand what a deposit is yeah, if it's what refundable. Is the point of the deposit if you can just get it back? It just means nothing then at that point. So I don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead and throw that in the comments. But um, and whatever it is. But yes, it's a great one. Watch for scammers. There are quite a few of those out there, which is goes with back to what Kat just said on um, making sure and to go visit, go see, um, or at least, you know, if you don't have the luxury of being able to do that, you know, see if there's, there's stuff out there on the internet. Like you look at our social page, you get to see our facility, you get to see where the dogs are at. You get to see the dogs through the development process. So all of that, all of that is there. 
Was there a super chat that popped up? There was a super chat that popped Gary up Moore, in here. And then Gary. he wrote da- right down here. Okay, there it is. <clears throat> Love your content. Don't have a hunting dog yet waiting to adopt one of your finished GSPs. Um, what live content will you have if you're doing away with Yawa? So we mentioned that we are going to be doing monthly Yawas via Patreon. So we'll post a YouTube live link like we do all the all the Wednesdays, but it's private and you will only be able to get that link via being a patron. Yep. And then those will be announced in advance so that people that are patrons can plan around them and then we'll have interactions and content just like this. And then we've done some Google Hangouts with that, but we have um, almost three times the number of people that a Google Hangout will allow me to do, as well as when you get a couple hundred people in a Google Hangout, you got 200 little windows there and everybody's got to be on mute and then nobody gets to communicate anyhow. <coughs> this almost works better. And then you don't have to feel like, oh, I got to shut my camera off or whatever else. So it's a, I feel like this is a better uh, way for us to interact, but we still may try a Google Hangout here and there depending on what works better for people. But it will be um, live interaction with us all announced through through the Patreon aspect of things. Just as a, again, to say thank you to those folks that are supporting everything that we do here. Yeah. Deposits equal commitment. We don't have any, anybody saying, Oh no, no, no. Deposits should be just given back because, Oh wow. Okay. This says my WPG for anybody who doesn't know what that is. It's a wire haired pointing Griffon. Um, and anytime I see Griffon, all I can think is Griffin, you know, like Griffin dog, um, <laughs> Harry Potter. Ah, you guys should, speaking of Harry Potter, and I don't want to ruin Harry Potter for anybody that actually does or did or kind of does enjoy the Harry Potter stuff, but look up wizard people. Okay. This is audio that you, you hit play and play at the same time and you get to, um, listen to Harry Potter, the first one, I believe, is all that the guy did, narrated by a guy, and it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. So, um, now, Doug just turned three and is still very excited to see meet people and dogs. This is normal, and yes, we have plenty of exercise every day. Okay, so I'm going to uh, get into the nitty gritty here with you a little bit. You said, and this may be a bigger conversation, but it's still a conversation that needs to be had. It's very common for people to say, yes, my dog gets enough exercise. Please define for me what you are doing and what you are considering enough exercise. Next, exercise is not the answer to fixing proper behavior. So I am curious to know what exercise we're doing, but also want you to know that exercise isn't the answer. Um, especially with a three-year-old dog. This comes into impulse control, and sorry to kind of roast you a little bit here, but um, regulating obedience behaviors and, and just proper interaction, basically all the way around. We just had a send home um, recently, and the dog that got sent home, people always question, is my dog going to remember me after being here for three or four months of training? Are they going to forget me? And um, I always tell them when you walk back into the kennel and your dog sees you, it's going to seem like they had no training at all because they're going to get so excited and they're going to want to jump all over you. But we are going to anticipate that 
And we are going to work through that excitement via the obedience behaviors we've just worked on conditioning for the last three months. So we can work through that with um, place training, healing, um, redirecting them into a sit, (coughs) and anticipating that those behaviors are going to happen. Um, And both of the people that were here for the send home, both the owners, um, really appreciated that. And they did a great job of handling. Um, They listened to what was being explained. They um, were excited to see their dog, but they actually admitted, they're like, no, we don't want him to jump all over us. Mm, That is something that he's been really bad about. We used to go for walks and he would jump and even knock things out of people's hands as we were walking down the road, down the sidewalk. So working through that and making sure they were comfortable and confident handling that dog in a healing situation um, was really an important part of the send home process. Also, there's, there's healing a dog and there's knowing that there's an issue with jumping and excited interactions with people and being prepared for those. Um, So you're not just healing your dog and meeting someone on the sidewalk and going, oh, well, let's see what happens. Well, we know what's going to happen, right? They're going to try and get excited. So a couple other things that we mentioned were create space between you or your dog and that other person. So if you're healing, instead of having your dog on the left and the meeting the people on the left, well, cross over to the left side of the sidewalk so that you're creating a physical barrier with your body between your dog, you, and the people you're going to meet. Um, that's going to be one small little tip that you can work on. Also, do some inside turns. I mean, it may look silly, but who cares? So you're walking down a sidewalk. You see you're going to be meeting somebody. Do some inside turns. Get your dog's attention and focus and make sure that they are definitely on, their mind is on the task at hand. And they're not thinking about meeting the person. They're thinking about staying in that proper healing position and listening to mom or listening to dad and um, anticipate that so that you can get them back in that mindset of we're healing right now. We're not thinking about jumping up on somebody. And anticipate if they do try and kind of move forward into a jump, interrupt that behavior before it turns into that jumping up behavior. Not so, overexcited and over arousal. Absolutely. I got a little bit of feedback here. Daniel says seven mile off leash trail running in the morning and a mile in the afternoon. Okay. So this was a, uh, a, a I'm not going to say bait and switch, but I set you up on this. Okay. First and foremost, seven to eight miles a day, even if that's three or four days a week, you know, weather dependent or life dependent. Um, that's a great around, that's a great amount of exercise for the average dog. Now you have to think about, um, the dogs are athletes, right? And any athlete that trains on a consistent basis, um, is no longer going to be tired, worn out, um, by that seven miles. So, I haven't been running as much. I don't, when I run outside, I don't like running when it's cold or wet because it hurts my lungs and everything else. So that I kind of save for spring, summer timeframe. And in the peak of this summer, I could pretty easily um, wrap out about an eight mile run and get done with that and be like, all right, now we're going to go do something else. Okay. So um, exercise is important, but it's not the answer to, to the fix here. No matter how much you exercise them, it's not going to change that interaction level or, or not permanently. It's going to be a quick 
Band-Aid to, oh, she's tired for a minute now, so... Um, they recover for, pretty quickly. But they do recover quickly. So, like Kat was talking about and what's kind of been passed in here, and you mentioned here, impulse control. That's key. So, think about life in general more as training. You're saying meeting people. Um, you need to prepare for those situations. We utilize a couple things. On-leash work is great. Also, place training is great. So, um, setting up some level of uh, ability to prevent the excited behaviors from happening until the le- the level of excitement of the newness comes down. Once you get that level of excitement to start to come down, it's easier to kind of break through that barrier of ah, vibrating. I mean, it's no different than when people like we have company over, everybody's chit-chatting and, and the hubbub of people and buzzing around. Can I get you something to drink? What are we doing here? All right, let's get all the stuff in. Every I mean, it's it's exciting. Right, and the dog feeds off of that. Dog understands it just the same way that we do. We just don't typically jump all over people when they come over to your house because we have impulse control to an extent, you know. I mean, um, but that's what you need to be working on. And uh, and that the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the last aspect of that is being prepared for the situation, knowing it's going to happen, and and setting yourself and your dog up for success by saying, "All right." They're going to be over here in five minutes, so now we're prepared. I have my leash, or I have the dog bed, I have the collar ready. All of these things are set up to, you know, provide that better environment. Yeah, and if you can set up those training scenarios to work through that impulse control, um, that's going to be mentally taxing, um, and that will have a really good effect on that level of energy as well. Um, seven miles off leash is good exercise physically, but it's not structured. It's free runs, we call them. Um, we have a perfect, a purpose as well, but then giving that structured training session to work on impulse control, work on obedience tasks is going to be also really beneficial. Um, I want to throw this on here. Uh, Claire said, Kat, I love watching your Instagram videos of legacy. Ta-da. Her pup had that kind of spunk as a puppy too. Um, yes, legacy has come a long way. If you've been following along with any of her, it, IGTV videos from the beginning of her barking at me and interrupting constantly to her last session where she was so much more patient and under control. It was great. So um, I'm glad you're enjoying those videos. I've been enjoying doing them. So, All righty, folks. We have uh, tipped over the hour mark for the evening, and we do want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are excited about the future, excited about the opportunity to meet anybody that come out there for Pheasant Fest, and excited about the opportunity to continue to produce more content for y'all and continue these chit chats more geared towards specifically you uh, on patreon on patreon yeah i'm the guy with the pink gun i'm cat the dog trainer we'll see y'all in the next video